0: Welcome to our September 2023 Empower Women podcast episode, Navigating Senior Living, What Are My Options? This month we were joined by Camille Kiamataro, Senior Advisor of Bridges by Epic at Lexington and Licensed Social Worker. Camille talked about different retirement community options and their features. She also discussed the costs associated with each, what resources are available, and other considerations you should take into account when exploring retirement communities for yourself or loved ones. Enjoy.
1: Thank you, everybody, for joining our uh, September Empower Women. Um, I am excited to introduce to you all Camille, Camille. Chiara uh, Matero, who is from um, an advisor at Bridges of Epoch, and she is a licensed social worker, and she is going to be um, going through her presentation, uh, navigating senior living, um, and helping answer questions about finding the right living situation, Uh, for yourself or a loved one, um, if you or they are in transition. Um, Camille has uh, welcomed questions along the way during her presentation, but we will also have some time at the end for Q&A. So uh, I am going to hand it over to Camille. Great.
2: Thank you so much. Um, To tell you a little bit about myself, Um, I'm a geriatric social worker and I've worked with seniors for 25 plus years in many different capacities, um, both in nursing facilities, um, home care, um, and most recently in senior living in, in many different aspects of senior living. Um, I'm currently in Lexington at Bridges by Epic in Lexington and Waterstone, um, right on the Belmont Lexington line. So the presentation today um, talks a little bit about what we offer and then in general, you know, what's out there um, for people um, looking for senior living, looking for services and just resources in general. So, um, you know, I'll start off by talking a little bit about Bridges here and and Epic in general Um, and an important note. A lot of families and um, professionals will use our resources and call us and and access our services, even if they don't have a loved one that lives with us or or even planning to have a loved one that lives with us. So, um, as I'm talking, you can think of that. You know, there's on-site support groups, virtual support groups, on-site education, and virtual education um, for everyone. Um, and we can get started with the presentation. So as I mentioned, I'm with Epic Senior Living um, and Epic offers both independent living, assisted living and memory care specific senior living um, in the greater Boston area, New York and Connecticut. So um, Northeast primarily. Um, the Waterstone communities, um, they're luxury independent living and They have independent and assisted living, and so the senior advisors tease out and and meet with families and consult if somebody's just kind of wondering um, what is is going to help them, you know, what they're looking for, what sort of services they might need, and sometimes things change over time, as you know. Um, Bridges is a memory care-specific senior living community, um, which offers a little a little bit more support, and it's more specialized um, for someone with memory loss. Um, and all the communities offer unique culture philosophy um, designed to improve all aspects of residents' physical, emotional, social, and cognitive well-being. So they spend as much time um, making sure there's enough offered socially, and of course, as well as clinically for for our seniors, for our residents. Um, and this. Here um, features some pictures from um, our Lexington, both the memory care and the um, Waterstone across the street. And of course, you'd always be welcome to visit. Um, And so speaking more generally about senior living and options. So when starting to consider senior living, lifestyle care options, seniors and their families have a lot of decisions to make. Um, So sometimes people come to us in crisis and sometimes they're just starting the process and starting to look, but it can be quite stressful. Um, Research can be time consuming, overwhelming, and sometimes confusing. Many different options are available, important to understand the similarities and differences, and knowledge can help you make informed decisions and feel confident about what choices you make for yourselves or family members. So the different kinds of senior living options. There's active adult communities, 55 and over, independent living, assisted living, memory care, there's short-term rehabilitation, skilled nursing care, continued care retirement communities, adult day programs, home care and home health services, and respite care. And so we'll dive a little deeper into um, more specifically what all of these offer and what they might mean um, and the real estate, what that looks like real estate wise as well. So an active adult 55 plus communities um, can be single family homes, townhomes or condos. So they they vary. They're typically sold by a real estate agent um, owned by the resident, but must sell upon a move um, interior maintenance and upkeep, responsibility of the resident. Exterior maintenance typically covered by monthly HOA fees and often built near area restaurants, shopping, other attractions. May or may not offer community amenities. And unlike senior living options, do not offer on-site dining, robust programming, or any type of health care services. Oftentimes, those are fee-for-service um, or or services that come in separate from um, the community itself. Independent living, um, generally appropriate for those who are completely or mostly self-sufficient and do not require hands-on care. Um, Residents live in fully equipped private apartments ranging anywhere from studios, two bedrooms or larger. Independent living can be offered with continued care retirement communities or as a standalone monthly rental community. Continued care retirement communities typically require residents to meet certain health requirements before move in. Um, So sometimes there's a um, assessment and approval um, for someone to be accepted into the um, continued care retirement communities, not necessarily for independent living. Supportive services. So independent living residents may have access to supportive services right in their apartment. In a continued care retirement community, if care needs progress, they may require to make a move within the community to a higher level of care, or sometimes they would add private care to their situation or um, their residence. Services typically delivered through connection with trusted third-party healthcare providers. And oftentimes, the people working in the independent living or continued care retirement community would have suggestions um, about those services. Services may include visiting nurse, physical occupational speech therapy, personal care and assistance with activities of daily living, medication assistance and reminders, or care coordination. And sometimes this could be short term if someone's, you know, may have an unexpected medical event um, or long-term if say it's a more long-term need. Independent living services would typically include major utilities paid, housekeeping and laundry, interior, exterior maintenance and repairs, scheduled transportation, chef prepared meals, fitness center, wellness programs, concierge services, salon, barbershop, and spa, typically an independent living um, resident would be able to live in the community by themselves um, or with some services at home, but have decided um, community living is best for them, socially and otherwise. Independent living lifestyle, carefree lifestyle without hassle a burden of home ownership, opportunity to become involved in community life and socialize with peers, full schedule of activities, Um, intellectual entertainment, and social activities. And so um, it's a very robust calendar of programs, typically on-site, off-site trips. um, So a lot of focus on socialization. Independent living amenities um, typically offer a variety of convenient amenities, fitness center, indoor pool, art studio, library, community lounge, restaurant, bistro, or other dining venues movie theater and outdoor space is is typically the amenities for an independent living residence. Assisted living. Assisted living communities are for those who require some assistance with day-to-day living but do not require skilled care provided in a skilled nursing facility. So um, Massachusetts assisted living and um, other states some guidelines and so we can't provide everything in assisted living. Um, Some skilled services would need to either have providers come in um, or it would be or a skilled nursing home would be required. Assisted living generally provides support with activities of daily living. Um, So that would be things like dressing, bathing, grooming, eating, mobility, continence care, and medication and sometimes that's just reminders and queuing and standby assistance or more heavier care and support um, assisted living can be offered within senior living communities or as a standalone community residents live in private apartments that usually feature kitchenettes um, so typically in an assisted living apartment there wouldn't be um, a stove there would be more of a kitchenette or, or smaller um, Kitchen itself, because there would be three meals a day offered in the dining room. Assisted living services. So typically they would include around the clock support. Sometimes that would mean 24 hour nursing or nursing throughout the day and on call overnight. Three daily meals, basic housekeeping, maintenance repairs, laundry linen services, regular scheduled transportation, access to medical services, health and wellness programs, activities and entertainment and social programs. So in the assisted living setting, sometimes residents are still fairly um, independent, but having a little bit of support um, physically and otherwise or or reminders about medication can help someone um, stay independent. And then oftentimes we encounter couples that just aren't quite sure. They may choose one or the other of these living um, environments because their spouse may need more than them. Um, And so we we help guide that process as well. Memory care. Um, That's where I am currently is is memory care senior living. Um, Special. Provides support for those with various forms of dementia, sometimes earlier stages, mid-stages, or even um, much later stages, and can be offered within a secure area of another community or as a standalone community, provide support with activities of daily living, but also specialized assistance and programming for the unique challenges associated with memory loss. Um, So typically a memory care senior living residence, the whole design, um, all of the programming, Um, and the care is um, all designed with someone with memory loss in mind. Memory care services. So care team trained specifically to care for those with memory impairments. Typical services include 24 hour supervised care and personal assistance and assistance with daily meals, medication management, housekeeping and laundry services, exercise classes and wellness programs and stimulating activities, events, and social programs. Um, And also support for families. You know, um, every senior living um, decision is emotional and even more so when their loved one has memory impairment for sure. Short-term rehabilitation and sub-acute care. Um, So short-term rehabilitation centers often offer services that focus on helping residents return to daily life. So it's often a post-medical event uh, where someone may come from the hospital or need um, short-term rehab to get back to their baseline or that's the goal. Um, Various therapies designed to restore function after surgery, illness, injury, include physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy um, offered on either inpatient or outpatient basis. And um, those services can also be offered in senior living environments as well if somebody's transitioning to a senior living environment. Skilled nursing or long-term care. Skilled nursing communities are also sometimes referred to as long-term care facilities or nursing homes. Private or semi-private rooms with three daily meals provide 24-hour assistance with personal care, medication management, as well as intensive long-term medical care for those with serious physical or mental medical conditions. Usually have a licensed physician or nurse on premises, access to physical, occupation, occupational and speech therapy exercise programs and activities. Um, So sometimes skilled nursing is short-term and other times it's longer-term if someone should need skilled services on a long-term basis. Continued care retirement communities or life plan communities. So continued care retirement communities, also known as life plan communities, offer various levels of care all on one campus. So typically somebody would move in as an independent living residence with the other understanding that if their needs change, um, that they have signed on for all of the services and programmed off, uh, programs offered on campus. So it offers independent living, assisted living, memory care and skilled nursing care. And many continued care retirement communities require you to be fully independent to become a resident. And as I mentioned, there's that screening process ahead of time. Requires a long-term financial commitment, typically requires a significant entrance fee and a monthly service fee. So usually with these sorts of senior living communities, you're actually buying, um, buying the commu- co- continued care retirement community. Um, which is a little different than rental, obviously. Adult day programs. So support for those who care for senior loved ones at home, often used by caregivers who work outside of the home for respite. Typical programs are for half day or full day care for seniors. May include transportation to and from the center. And services included, included would be therapeutic, social activities, meals, personal care, and health care services. So oftentimes, caregivers um, will sign their loved one up for a day program um, to give them a break or socialization for their loved one and even care and services while they're there during the day. They can um, give them medications, give them personal care, et cetera. Um, And there's a social worker there. There's often... um, many different resources that can be provided um, by day programs. Home care and health services. Home care may be appropriate for seniors at home who need minor assistance with activities of daily living. Can range from weekly visits to 24 hour care and typical services offered include assistance with activities of daily living. So that would be things like bathing, dressing, medication management, transportation, meals, paying bills, making appointments, companionship and emotional support. Um, So sometimes there's skilled home health services and other times people are looking for more of a companion or um, social type home care services. So um, there are both that could be offered. Respite care refers to a short-term stay at a senior living community to give family caregivers a break, to recharge, travel, etc. Sometimes used as a trial stay for families who are deciding if a community is the right fit for them, and many assisted living and memory care communities offer respite care based on availability. The same services and amenities are offered to long-term residents and are available to respite residents. So sometimes um, respite can be useful if, say, someone's very worried about how their loved one is going to do in the environment, or if their loved one is having trouble understanding um, that they may need a senior living situation, or truly they just want to come and try it out, or oftentimes we'll encounter a caregiver um, that has a medical event. And, or is preparing for surgery or what have you and really needs their loved one to be in a safe environment with 24-hour care while they're recovering. So there are um, many different reasons for respite care um, and most senior livings do offer that. So that was a lot and I feel like I was talking very quickly so I apologize, um, but I, I've worked in all these different aspects aspects of senior living um, and with seniors in many different situations. Um, And so hopefully I can answer some of the questions that you might have, if you do have any. Or certainly you'd be welcome to stop in and see me as well. Um, And sometimes it's it's hard to know, Um, as I mentioned, People come in and, and see it's a very consultative type of a thing. Um, as I mentioned, my background social work. So it's not a sale. It, it is, but it isn't. It's more, maybe we can help you or maybe these are resources that can help you in your situation. Because every family and every situation is, is so different. Um, if someone's just looking for the future, there's some peace of mind that comes with that. Um, you know to to meet and take a look and see different options and in crisis it looks a little different but um you know, it was a whole team of people that come together to help families in crisis as well
1: well I, mean, I have a question mm-hmm. what is what is the best way for someone or to help a
2: loved one
1: find the right fit mm-hmm.
2: i'll I'll often ask them You know, what what would because it's I ask broad, open-ended questions about um, what would be important to you, you know, about your day to day? um, What would be important to you about a senior living community? And um, it's it's rare that somebody, you know, they I I like to people tend to look at it as this is um, I'm planning for the end. But it can be a new beginning, and I've seen it really enhance people's lives, um, senior living in general. And then, um, you know, sometimes it's more taking a look at how, um, because people hate to admit, gee, I might need a little help, or sometimes it's easy for caregivers to feel incredibly guilty about asking for help. Um, So just presenting it as, you know, this this can be a help, um, you know, taking care of yourself is important. Taking care of your loved ones is important. Um, and I think it's important for people to know that you make the best decision in the moment. It might not be the perfect one, but you learn and, and the solution is different for everyone. And um, you, you know, there's lots of, we're blessed to have lots of people and resources locally um, that can offer advice and guidance. To, to try to get it right. Um, or if there's hiccups, to be a support in, in those hiccups.
3: Um, I have a question in general about, um, maybe you can let me know if this is accurate or not, that in a CCRC, you've paid in. So if you need additional care and your spouse might need to, go to a different actual physical location within that community, mm-hmm. it's covered. But if you're renting and you need two different units, you're paying for two different units. Is, is that true? Yeah. Or Okay.
2: It can be that way. So if someone's looking at a continued care retirement community, Yeah. Sometimes they make the mistake of only looking at the shiny, independent living, um, and they don't necessarily look at all of the different aspects of what you're buying. So I would suggest looking at the assisted living, the nursing home, the memory care. Look at all of it just in case. You may never need any of that, but just in case you do, because you're essentially purchasing that's your continuum of care. And the answer to that is yes, but ask lots of questions about that because um they vary um in what you know what you're buying. And so just take a, a good look at the lease. Oftentimes people will consult their attorney just so that you're prepared. Um, with a rental, if yeah. say you um you're not purchasing, you're renting. So it's month to month rental. But if you should need two apartments, then yes that could very well look like two different rents, or sometimes people decide to live with their loved one in assisted living or memory care, which can be an option as well. And so it would be important to take a look at what makes sense clinically and financially Mm -hmm. for, for your situation. Um, with a rental, you can give notice. Sometimes that might be 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. So again, you want to take a, a good look at the lease. Um, to And, you know, it just depends. Some, sometimes yeah. after people take a look at both and understand the finances and clinically what that looks like, mm-hmm. they know what's best for them. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. Um, the other piece about uh, Continued Care Retirement Community is ask lots of questions about I've we've been hearing um that the skilled nursing in some of the continued care retirement communities are full. So even though you've purchased that and you know that's been promised to you, sometimes they do fill up. And if that's the case, do they help you? Um do they help you look for um other options and so just ask lots of questions. That's not always the case, but um mm-hmm. well thank but, you. Yes, you're
3: welcome. I have one more follow-up question. Are um, Aside from talking to an attorney or a financial advisor, are there people who actually specialize in understanding the differences among the CCRCs? Because when I've looked, they are not comparing apples to apples at all. So has someone done all the research of the ones around here and can be more knowledgeable than I could ever be as the consumer.
2: Yes, so some families, I've had a lot of positive feedback, have consulted with geriatric case managers. Um, they're people that specialize in knowing everything about senior services, senior living. Um, and we have a number of them locally and people do you know, um, interview and ask questions, um, sometimes attorneys. Well, your attorney could give you um, some guidance as to which geriatric um, um, case managers that they work with, but it's their business to know, you know, to hear again, your story, um, what you would be looking for, what would be important to you, Mm -hmm. both socially and financially, and they can guide you. It's it's another layer of advice and support.
3: Thank you so much. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering, I know that, um, that some, when someone moves to the various levels, the care, a lot falls on the caregiver. And I'm wondering what your advice is for someone who doesn't have any family or, or someone who could step in, in that role.
2: Someone who, who doesn't have any family that, that lives in the, in the community. Yeah. Yeah. That can be hard or at all <laughs> or at all, um, no. We, we will often, you know, I luckily more often than not, we encounter um, people that are surrounded by a very you know, active family. Um, in those circumstances where someone may not have support, you know, hopefully they're in their right mind and can, you know, you, you can talk with them about, you know, maybe uh, a guardian, an attorney, a power of attorney, or healthcare proxy that they um, trust. And that would have their best interest in mind, um, but I, in those circumstances, I would just make sure those things are in place before someone might not be able to decide or appoint someone. Otherwise, it might be um, a lengthy court process, guardianship process, um, which which you know it, it happens sometimes. But having paperwork in place, even like living wills and um, advanced directives. Even though, again, terrible things to think about sometimes, but are really important, especially if someone doesn't have family support or support in general. Just so that you know um, when and if things um, go south, or they need something additional, what their wishes might be, and someone to just act act in their, um, you know, in their behalf financially as well. Mm-hmm. So some, sometimes that can be both attorney. Um, you know, for instance, we have someone coming to us in that very circumstance um, where they have um, both a geriatric case manager, a healthcare proxy, and um, people, a guarantor, someone who's going to be helping with the finances. Sometimes it's layers of people if somebody doesn't have um, family. I
4: had some follow-up on CCRCs, if you don't mind, Camille.
2: Sure.
4: Okay. Uh, In any case, uh, now, in this situation, you're you're buying something. And is there a trial period where you can try it out? I mean, obviously, the amount of living space people ship down to uh, may come as a bit of a shock, perhaps, I don't know.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes. So the real estate of things is another piece of the puzzle with senior living that people, you know, are wrapping their head around. It's much different. More, more often than not, if you ask someone, well, what part of the homes do you truly spend the most time in? Typically, it is only a few rooms in the house. So you can help them kind of see how it could work in that respect. There are also um, senior move managers. So in addition to case managers that can help with um, choosing you know, the right community or the right services. So sometimes the answer isn't always senior living, the right services in general, there are senior move managers who specialize just in senior moves so they can recreate or even go to the home way ahead of time or even go to the home before somebody's starting to decide to help them wrap their head around the change, what that might look like, downsizing in general, because all of that can be quite stressful. Um, the, the, the CCRCs, where you're buying it, more often than not, they do have um, they'll invite people in for programs. Um, you know, they'll have trial stays before you purchase. I think it's um, individual mm-hmm. with each community. Um, but not always. Sometimes it's truly you you they'll open their doors and you can come to their programs and you can ask a lot of questions, but um, they don't always have that trial stay option. Typically, that would be um, respite, and that would be more in a, a rental property.
4: Thank you, Camille.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
4: eventually, if people decide they, they want to sell out of the CCRC, or sadly, they pass on, mm-hmm. um, how do the finances work then?
2: Typically, you only get a percentage back. So typically, it's not 100%. And sometimes, you you have to read the lease. Sometimes, it's the CCRC that's the realtor. Um And so, you know, that can go either way where things could sell quickly or not. So you'd you'd want to um, get the lease and really ask a lot of questions about that.
4: Thank you. And it's a little, uh, my general understanding is there's a real uh, shortage of of skilled nursing, et cetera, and people work in these places. and, And so these CCRCs make promises perhaps, and to your earlier point, uh, you may, when you're ready for the nursing that you're paying for, it may not be available. So that's just a kind of tenuous. So you probably don't have a great answer for that one.
2: Mm. You know, it, it and things fluctuate with health care. Um, things change all the time. So, yes, it's important to ask questions in a rental environment. You wouldn't be left alone. I mean, there would there would be we are, again, lucky to have. um quality skilled nursing facilities locally. So there'd be a choice. So you, it wouldn't be that you wouldn't have access to skilled nursing if you were to choose rental property or assisted independent or memory care. Um, there wouldn't necessarily be one attached to the community. It would be more you'd be choosing, um, but there would be people to guide you, nursing directors and um, doctors, et cetera, depending on availability and, and what would be needed and what each specialize in.
3: Um, what advice would you give for planning about something that's really, really hard to plan for?
2: Right. It's hard to plan. Um, you just don't quite know. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy, um, well, I, I've worked in, as I mentioned, families that are looking way ahead um, and in crisis and mm-hmm. it's, it's different, the consultation, Um If planning ahead, you really have that opportunity to ask a lot of questions. So, you know, there's all different, it it can be overwhelming where there's all different senior livings. They offer so Mm. many different things. Um, Understanding what they offer is important. So uh, sometimes assisted livings offer light care and support um, or offer everything, you know, nursing, sometimes it'll say nursing, um, but What does that mean? Does it mean 24 hour nursing? Um, Does it mean nursing on call? Um, Sometimes marketing materials will be vague. So when you're looking, ask for um, things like, the lease and disclosure form that really go over in more detail. So each community, um, whether it be continued care or independent assisted or memory care would have a disclosure form um and the state requires us, which is wonderful, to show that before someone signed a lease that they that they have um, received that disclosure form that really details care, services, nursing support, support in general, everything that's offered, um, staffing. So sometimes people um you know, marketing materials are, are lovely and they're meant to, you know, um really showcase and highlight, the community, but when it comes down to it, ask for those things too, just so that you can make a very informed decision and and have that all of in, that in place, so you have an understanding of what are what things are offered um, for when and if you should ever need it, or you know if things change unexpectedly, and and you might need something that you just didn't anticipate, is to really know um, aside from the marketing materials to really know exactly um, what services are offered and what the community offers in general. And even socially, um, sometimes, you know, if if people are trying to, it's very, very common for someone to ask to um, attend a program of interest, come for a meal, um, meet others, ask for a reference. Um, If a community can't give you a few families that are able to speak to um, the day-to-day, that might be a little red flag. you know, or maybe not, but, you know, to get a really comprehensive picture, I would say learn as much about the community as possible for sure. And then, as I mentioned, all those other resources um, that if you if you want a second opinion, um, you know, geriatric case managers or um, other sorts of resources, because it is a big decision.
1: I want to thank you, Camille, so much yeah for your sharing, um, you know, your insight on this important topic um, of going through the process of looking at or thinking about um, senior living. So thank you very much. and Thank you to all of you who joined us today. Um, As a reminder, we do these events because part of what we do at Lexington, in addition to helping um, our clients and friends and family with financial decisions is to help them with their other important big life decisions so they can focus on what is most important to them. Thank you everybody.
2: Thanks for having me everyone.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode. To listen to past podcast episodes and to see our calendar of upcoming events, visit our website, empowered-women.com. We also invite you to join us on October 10th for our next Empower Women event, Women's Health in Midlife. Hightower Advisors LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates do not provide tax or legal advice. This material is not intended or written to provide and should not be relied upon or used as a substitute for tax or legal advice. Information contained herein does not consider an individual's or entity-specific circumstances or applicable governing law, which may vary from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, and be subject to change. Clients are urged to consult with their tax or legal advisor for related questions.